It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome uh, to Just Sports, your weekly roundup on all that happens in the world of sports. We have a relieved Rahul Puri with us. Uh, it would have been a travesty that they would have gone to the Champions League final and maybe not qualified for next year. Rahul, that would have been fun, wouldn't it be? It wouldn't have been fun. It would have been uh, thoroughly miserable, I would have thought. But uh, I have to say that if Liverpool can't get the result that they need against Brighton, well then, quite frankly, they don't deserve uh, to be in the top four. And that's fair enough. Yeah, but it would have been fun. Come on. It would have been fun for you to go to... Fun for you. I don't think it would have been fun for me. It would have been fun for me. But okay, uh, so that has been pretty much uh, sorted. Uh, let's talk about what else do we talk about? Let's talk about Barcelona also. I mean, they're almost going to become the Invincibles and they will be without Iniesta. So it's time for a rebuild. We'll talk about uh, the relegation battle going on in, in, in uh, the Premier League. And uh, pretty much it's going to go down to the wire. And let's start by talking about the Indian team that's been selected for England and a few uh, strange I would say a few unusual choices have been made for the team. So let's start with that. Rahul, uh, the Indian team, Ambati Raidu has come back and Karun Nair has come back. Shreyas has come back. I mean, Raidu is kind of a strange choice because it's just been the IPL that he has performed. And, you know, you've dropped Rahane because he's not performed in the IPL. I mean, I don't have a problem with uh, Raidu coming back. I think it's where he's come back is... Uh, what I find strange. I mean, he's having uh, an IPL of his life, uh, yet he's not in the T20 team. He's in the one-day team, um, which I find utterly bizarre um, because uh, he has no one-day form to talk of, um, whereas his T20 form is is fabulous. So, I mean, why wouldn't you play him in the T20s? And then if he does well in the T20s, fine, put him in the one-days. But, I mean, why are you... Take him out of the T20s. I mean, it's just strange. It's very odd. Yeah, if you, but, but if you look at the T20 squad, I mean, you have Virat Kohli, you have Shikhar Dhawan, you have Rohit Sharma, you have Lokesh Rahul because he does deserve to come back. You have Suresh Raina, you have Manish Pandey, Dhoni, Hardik, Dinesh Karthik. I mean, I don't see a place for Ambati Raidu over there, unfortunately. No, but why? My question is why? What? What? what why is Shikhar Dhawan a holy cow? He's not had a great IPL. Raidu's had a much better IPL than Shikhar Dhawan. Why are you picking Raidu? Well, let Rohit and Raidu open. I mean, Rohit, to be honest, is, has, has, he's got a proven track record, so fair enough. But he's not had a flying IPL either. I mean, the point is, is that if the team is to be picked on form, then you have to pick somewhere. Form has to come into some consideration here. So, I mean, I find it really strange. You say that, okay, the, the, the T20 team has got all those guys, but they're all in the bloody one-day team as well. So what is Raidu doing in the one-day team? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little strange that I, I completely agree with you over there, uh, Rahul, that, you know, at the end of the day, Rohit and Shikhar, Shikhar has not had a great uh, IPL too. And you've had, my, my point over here is that if it's a T20 team, if it's a T20 team, then the players that perform brilliantly in the IPL should be there. Absolutely. I mean, I am of the opinion, I have a slightly different opinion. My opinion is, is that our T20 team should literally be all these young guys that are having a fantastic IPL. You should put them all in the T20 team. 
I mean, why? Maybe a couple of experienced heads here and there, so maybe you open the batting with Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli is the captain. But otherwise, Sanju Samson, um, Rishabh Pant, Shreyas Iyer, Ishan Kishan—they should all be in the bloody T20 team. Yeah, if you're not going to give them some exposure, what is the point? Absolutely agree with you, Rahul. Absolutely agree with you on that one. And the other. The other point of contention everybody's trying to make is about Virat Kohli not playing the Afghanistan test and going and playing county cricket. I honestly don't think anything wrong in that. Neither do I. I mean, I I, I tweeted about it um, the other day, which I I mean, it's a it's a tough one. I mean, you you do feel that you feel you feel bad for Afghanistan in the sense that it's their first test, and you know you would like that they play the best Indian team. Uh, that they can, but you aren't going to begrudge Virat Kohli for wanting to go away and and prepare himself for um, tougher challenges to come. Uh, so I don't have a uh, an issue with that. I mean, he hasn't performed well in England. He has always. I understand why he's done it. I, I just feel that that doesn't say a lot for Virat Kohli. I think it says a lot for how much cricket is being played and and how the schedule is and how these guys have to manage the schedule. And it's an it's an unfortunate fallout of that management of a schedule. Yep, absolutely true. And now we're coming to the business end of the IPL too, Rahul. I mean, it again doesn't you know surprise us that Mumbai has suddenly made a resurgence. You know, there is KKR in the mix. I would pretty much say that, you know, uh, Chennai and, 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 and Sunrisers are pretty much assured of the top four. Uh, Punjab might just make it. But, you know, the thing I find about Punjab is that they're too dependent on the Rahul and the Gale. After that, they don't have a batting lineup. Yeah, well, we saw it. You saw it um, the other day when, uh, you know, they made, uh, Lokesh Rahul made 95 not out and, and they still lost the match. Um, so, yeah, no, Punjab are, are, are certainly not safe. I think they're 6-4. and four. Uh, Mumbai's five and six, and uh, KKR are five and six, and then uh, our Rajasthan are, are four and six. So I think it's two out of those four. Um, I think it's a little bit tough for Delhi and and for RCB to 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 do anything right now. Um, so it's it's a tough, uh, but it does make it for an exciting run until the end. So um, you have to say that Mumbai are the form team um, among those three, uh, and. Uh, you know, if I was to stick my neck out, I'd probably say that they would be one of the teams that would get into those playoff spots. Um, but whether they get in at three or four, I, I don't know. Well, let's see what happens out there because, I mean, it is going down to the wire. And the other thing that's going down to the wire is the relegation battle at the EPL, Rahul. I mean, there are three teams that are fighting to dodge relegation, you know, uh, right now. And it seems that, I mean, Swansea might just get relegated you know Southampton can still go down realistically a lot has been sorted out I mean you know uh, Stoke were relegated on Saturday Um, Huddersfield's point at Chelsea uh, last night effectively relegates West Brom Um, so they're down um, sorry Southampton's win uh, against Swansea relegated West Brom Um, Huddersfield's point at Chelsea has saved Huddersfield so they're all right so the reality is that it's either Swansea or uh, Southampton um, in this last round of matches. But even there, realistically, uh, Saints, are, with that win against Swansea, Southampton are, are, I think, effectively safe because Swansea would probably need to beat um, the team that they're playing by like six goals and, and hope that Southampton get beaten by four um, for this to swing their way. You know, but it's been it's been an interesting season, Raul, because I mean you have had a lot of teams 
being pulled into this so-called relegation battle, you know, throughout the season. Throughout the season, you've had lots of teams, you know, which have been pulled into it. So it's been, it's been a really tough year for for teams, you know, which are which are below there and which are. I think what's you know, if you have to sum it up, I think the answer is is that the the Premiership or the Premier League and Premier League clubs in particular uh, just need to understand now that there's no such thing as a safe manager. Um, there used to be these managers and it was this managerial merry-go-round that you would have that there were these managers that could, you know, get you out of relegation or get you out of a fight or, or whatever it used to be. But um, that hasn't worked. It's just not worked for a lot of the teams. I mean, you know, you look at a Stoke and, and uh, you know, they, they've changed Mark Hughes and, and they went to um, uh, their manager to try and get them out of trouble. That hasn't worked. You looked at West Brom. Um, they made three managerial appointments this season and none of them have worked. Um, and uh, the same with Swansea. They, these rotating door clubs uh, that have managers that continue to rotate. It's just not worked out well for them. Whereas clubs like a Bournemouth or a Brighton or even a Huddersfield to an extent where, you know, at least they've held on to their managers. I mean, even a West Ham, I mean, we've had some dodgy moments under David Moyes. Um, that hanging on to the manager, I think, has paid them dividends in the end. There also been, again, the managers that have been able to show once again that they are the champions of fighting the dogged wars. I mean, like, for example, Rafa Benitez or a Sam or Big Sam. They've actually shown that, you know, they can fight these kind of dogged battles. You know, Roy Hodgson, who's, who's, who's taken uh, Crystal Palace. That, absolutely. And I think that that's the, the, the thing, right? I mean, you know, if you look at Newcastle and what... Uh, Rafa's done at Newcastle. Rafa's basically gone out and said that, you know, everybody that I think is going to finish above them, I, I don't care. Um, let me think about the teams that are going to be around us and we need to make sure that we beat them. And that's basically what Newcastle have done and it, it's seen them out of trouble. Um, so I think that, you know, there's some interesting uh, sides coming up I and mean, the Wolves certainly coming up are a, a, a good, solid attacking side. They're going to look to to really try and shake some things up. But I, I don't think there's anything any, anything left as sort of a sacred cow in the Premier League. I mean, these teams that are going down, um, Stoke have been in the Premier League for 10 years, Southampton have been in the Premier League for like seven years, Swansea have been there for seven or eight years. So, you know, they, these, are, it, it, these are big clubs. You know, West Brom have been there for seven or eight years. These are big clubs that are going down. So I don't think that there's anything as a sacred cow anymore. Absolutely true, Rahul. And... Uh, moving on from the Premier League, we move to Barcelona, who just need to win one more match and they will become like the invincibles of the Spanish Premier League. Um, another another great way to say bye to Iniesta and another great way to see that team will need a lot of rebuilding next year. But this yeah. is... But I think an era is coming to an end. I, I mean, I think that if you look at this Barcelona side and you look at what they're on the anvil of achieving, this sort of, you know, un unbeaten league season, um, you would probably sit back and think, oh, wow, this is the greatest Barcelona team and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case. They're not actually a particularly great Barcelona side. I think that's a, it's a bit of an indictment, quite frankly, of, of um, how how poor a lot of the teams are in Spain and how, how poor the, the league has been there uh, this season. Um, in particular, Real Madrid. Um, Sevilla haven't been very good this season. I know they knocked Manchester United out, but um, 
they, they have they're not very good they, have, they weren't very good this season you know even Atletico have been off the pace this year yeah a, a lot of the clubs uh, have not been very good in, in La Liga and I think that this Barcelona result that they've got no doubt they're a good side nobody's arguing with that um, but they're not the best Barcelona team that, that yeah no absolutely I mean they're not on par with the teams that Pep built there in in sort of 2011 2012 they're, they're really not on par with, with, with those sides at all um, but you know, at the end of the day, history is history, and it's a it's a fabulous uh, landmark for Barcelona. And if it is the end of an era at the Catalan side, then I think that it's a it's a lovely way to sort of sign. Yeah, because it is it is definitely going to be the end of an era, uh, Rahul. I mean, without without an Iniesta, you know, they have to rebuild their side. Messi is also going to be pretty much at. You know, he's coming to like a end of his career too. It's not like he's yeah, getting no. younger anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of Barcelona's sort of key players, um, Messi being the, the main one, a lot is dependent now on, on the World Cup and what happens in the World Cup. I mean, you, you could, if if Lionel Messi wins the World Cup with Argentina, you could in theory see him packing it all in. I mean, why, why the hell not? That's the, the last thing that's on his to-do list as a football player. Um yeah. So yeah, I mean, why why not? I think both the teams over there, Rahul. I think both both the big boys. I mean, Madrid and Barcelona will be going through a major major overhaul because both the teams are you know in a position where they are not. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Liverpool, Tottenham, um, Manchester United, um, all of us need to be looking over our shoulder because uh, Real and Barca uh, this season they, they will in the off season they will come hard for a lot of our our top players. It would not surprise me at all if they do, you know, Harry Kane, Mo Salah, Paul Pogba, all of these guys, it would not be surprising to see um, some big money thrown around for these players. And, and the Premier League really needs to make sure that they can keep hold of some of these jewels. Um, because it wouldn't surprise me if both Barcelona and Real Madrid spent 200 million, 300 million this in the offseason. There have been, and, and, and there were reports right now that said that you know, Barcelona will be going for a complete overhaul and they'll be selling about seven to eight players. And... No, well, Atletico Madrid have already put out a statement yesterday about uh, how they're fed up with Barcelona trying to tap up uh, Griezmann. So, um, you know, Barcelona do it. Uh, we know that they do it. Uh, you know, they, they made some big money moves uh, in the summer. They went out and got Dembele and, and that, that hasn't worked out for them. They went off and got Coutinho in the winter and that hasn't worked out for them. Um, and I'm thrilled about that. Uh, but... Uh, it's too early, Rahul. It's too early. It's too early. You know, I, I'm saying that I'm thrilled that it didn't work out when they got him. You know, just from the point of view to, to show Philip Coutinho that, listen, you could have had a trip to the Champions League final and still join Barcelona uh, in the summer. Uh, but anyway, I mean, that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if both those teams spend in excess of... Um, Two hundred million dollars in the summer. Uh, Four hundred, five hundred, no, two hundred is nothing, Raul. Two hundred is nothing. It it will be in the range of about a five five six hundred, you know, million spend because they will need the marquee signings. They will need the big players. They will both bring in anywhere between six and eight players. Uh, over the summer, they will both bring in between six and eight players. I have no doubt. So about it's that. going to be—it's actually going to be a very busy season because a lot of teams will be looking out there and wanting to rebuild. I mean, we all know Manchester United will be out there. Yeah, no, and and what makes it really exciting is is that actually that window is is shorter because of the World Cup. Because of the World Cup. Yeah. So a lot of the players are going to say, "Well, you know, hold on, let me just play the World Cup and then I'll come back and talk." 
because they know that their price is going to go up or go down depending on how they do it. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. And before we end, um, I guess it's it's just time to wish Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, a speedy recovery. The news has been that he has recovered and he's out of intensive care. Yes, which is wonderful news. Which is wonderful news. And I think, you know, what was lovely, Rahul, was to see the fact that, you know, football as a sport came together and unites people more than anything else. You know, it's the rivalry is all there. The, the on-field banter is all there. But off the field, you know, it's it's so lovely to see footballers come together and wish a manager or someone who has the kind of reverence that Alex Ferguson has, you know, a speedy recovery. I, I think it's, it's due testament to um, how Sir Alex has conducted himself for his entire career. Um, he's always been one to stand with other clubs in their times of crisis. Um, and so I think that um, a lot of the other clubs are just um, reciprocating that now in, in, in his time of need. Um, you know, um, the Liverpool Football Club, for whatever it was, uh, the rivalry uh, between uh, United and, and Ferguson um, uh, in, that, in his time, Alex Ferguson was the first person that phoned up Kenny Dalglish after Hillsborough and said, what can I do? How can I help? Um, and that's never been forgotten by Liverpool Football Club, and it never will be forgotten by Liverpool Football Club, however much uh, the, the rivalry was. Um, those, those are the things that makes football special. Yeah, those are the things that make football special, Raul. I mean, even the fact that, you know, when Manchester City won the title, there were fans out there which said, you know, get well soon, Fergie. Fergie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ab- you know, Arsene Wenger, in his Arsene Wenger, in his farewell speech, you know, managed to say goodbye to him. Ronaldo refused to, to you know, celebrate a goal. Yeah. So I think it's just lovely to see, you know, football bringing people together. And yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, Wenger, who's leading Arsenal this season, you know, Ferguson... They're the last of a of a of a breed of, of managers that that are going out of the game, um, and you know they they they're what you call football people. These are football people. They live their lives completely to do with football, and and they know how to conduct themselves. And uh, yeah, you know, all the best to Alex Ferguson. We we wish him a, a really special yeah. We really summer. wish him all the best, and we really. I mean, it would be it would be lovely to see him back on the football field and. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, back where he belongs. Well, that's all we have time for this edition of Just Sports. We will be back next uh, week where I think we'll have more clarity on the top four and we will start talking about the big event that's coming up, the World Cup, Rahul. Yes, absolutely. Exciting. Not long to go now. Not long to go. And uh, have you managed to get like a cheap ticket to Kiev or...? I almost have, you know. (laughs) I have almost wangled my way into one, so... Stand by for that news as well. Raul, I really thought that you would have a private jet standing by to take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody want to lend me one? <laughs> Come on. Okay, so on that note, we let you go. And if you keep listening to us, please keep writing to us and let us know what you like and what you don't like. And that's all we have time for. I will see you again next week, uh, Mr. Puri. Yes, Mr. Khan. another edition of Just Sports. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.